Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. I am intentionally encouraged when I see people doing business the right way. And for the last 15 years, Damon Burton and his team at SEO National have done just that. Now you might say, Brian, what can they do for me and my business? I'm going to tell you what they can do for you. They can help you understand search engine optimization. There are a lot of players out there in the marketplace, but you want a team of people that are going to be dedicated to working with you and helping you to understand search engine optimization and how you can show up higher on search engines so that you can bring more revenue into your business. Damon and his team are full of integrity, honesty, decency, and trust. And if that's important to you and that encourages you, I would encourage you to give them a call today at 855-736-6285 or go to seonational.com and get a free quote and tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Get ready for a dynamite conversation coming up right now on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. Do you want to be inspired by your own story? If so, you're going to want to settle into this conversation. I have got an absolute rock star. Somebody that I have been connected to and been following for quite a while. And guess what? You can follow her too if you're on LinkedIn. You can go to Rachel Beck, R-A-C-H-E-L. B-E-C-K. But guess what? You don't have to jump on LinkedIn because she's here right now on the Intentional Encourage podcast. Hey, Rachel, how are you? Good afternoon, and thank you so much for having me, and thank you for that beautiful introduction. I'm deeply humbled and honored to be here. Well, listen, I, you and I are connected to a lot of the same people, so I've been following your content for a good while. And so I know encouragement is at the core of what you do in helping people. So let's start here if we can. Take me through the last couple of years around the beginning of the pandemic and 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 what we've navigated through it. And it looks like, thankfully, we're on the backside of this as we record this. What lessons have you learned personally, professionally, the last couple of years that you're going to take and carry forward once everything is, once this truly is in the history books. What lessons did you learn that, that will carry forward with you? You know, I have a very, um, you know, I have four jobs. I work for myself, okay? And a huge part of what I do, how you and I met on social media on LinkedIn is being a social media influencer. And I take that, I take that as a huge responsibility. I'm responsible for over 250,000 people every single day, and I don't take that lightly. I woke up the first day of the pandemic, the first locked in three years ago, and I knew in my heart, because I'm an empath, that my network was going to be scared, feel very abandoned, feel very alone. And I knew that I needed to do something for them. So I came up with my show and I started hand, you know, picking people to be on the show. What I'm trying to do, Brian, is to socialize, socialize and humanize, more, I should more say humanize social media. People are obsessed with numbers, right? They're just obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. And I'm trying to say, okay, number 200,000, please welcome Brian. This is Brian. You know, this is Brian. I'm trying for people to realize that 
that number represents a real human being. Yeah. Heart and soul. I wanted to educate people, motivate people, inspire people. I knew I was worried about people's emotional well-being, intellectual well-being, and I was worried about how they were handling everything. People felt extremely, extremely alone. They felt scared. I, you know, you know, personally, I just went through COVID about two weeks ago and I quarantined and I was alone. And like, I mean, people felt, feel, people are very scared, right? Yeah. And that's what's going on. They're yeah. very, very scared right now. They're scared about what's going on in our country. They're scared about what's going on in this world. So it's a choice that I make every day to be there for people who need it. I use my voice for mental health. I use my voice for women's issues. I use my voice to stand up against racism, to stand up against um, anti-Semitism, to stand up for the infertility community. So these are conscious choices that I make every single day. Well, and here's the thing that strikes me about that Rachel is the fact of the responsibility of social media. And I love what you said there because that is something that, and, and, and I'll share this with you. I, I like to take breaks from social media, intentional breaks, just because for me, I feel like that I want to show up well. And there are times that I'm just like, okay, I, I need to be able to get away from this. I need to be able to, to, to do that. It's a responsibility I have to myself, but I don't know that we have as a society really considered how what we post and what we say and what we do impacts other people. And I don't know that we have learned that lesson as a society of the responsibility of social media. And I love that. I don't want to dive. Let's go a little deeper sure, there. Let, let, let's go deeper there because it, it feels like in our society that what, what, and, and here's where I'm going with this and forgive me for kind of laboring the point here, but I'm, I'm trying to craft this the way I want it, the way I want to craft it. So I, I have something bad that happens to me. Yeah. Somebody does something to me. And I want to rant. I want to vent. I feel better, but now all of a sudden I put poison into the atmosphere mm -hmm. because I did not take time to internalize and I didn't take time to say, I feel better, but what about the people around me that I now have just spewed mm -hmm. things onto? You, you are a great person to ask this question again because of, of what you just brought up. Why have we become a society of spewing on social media instead of being responsible? Because I used to tell, my dad would tell me this growing up. I would tell my salespeople that I managed. I've also told my 21-year-old son, everything you say you're responsible for. It's like the Miranda rights. Anything you say, Canon, will be used against you. So why don't we take that responsibility more personally on social media? I'll tell you the secret, Brian. You ready? Yeah. Ready? Uh, and I, I love secrets. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I know I'm deeply conscious of every word that I speak on social media. I'm deeply conscious of everything that I write on social, social media. Here it is. People's 
ability to become successful in life has to do with the words that they say. I believe in karma. I believe the energy that I put out there. You know, I, I will only put positive vibes into the world. I will only put that kind of energy out there. People really, I have a huge filter between my brain and my mouth. And let me explain why, Brian. People have not been kind to me in my life. I was bullied in high school. Um, I deal with a tremendous amount of racism. I deal with a lot of different issues. And I, I definitely deal with my share of stuff on social media. So I think before you speak, and the reason why people don't succeed on social media is because of that. I can tell you that. And you know, I do tips for success every Friday, right? So, so my network succeeds. The question pe people have to ask themselves do they truly want to be successful in life? Yeah. And are they conscious of the words that they're putting out there? Yeah. Well, and again, you've just hit the nail on the head because I may have all these different thoughts and feelings and things like that. Okay. But if I say everything I'm thinking, mm -hmm. how is that going to be perceived and how is it going to come back on me as a person? Now, how am I going to be labeled and defined? And again, I believe we have the freedom. And I was bullied too when, when I was a kid. I was an overweight kid. I was bullied in middle school and things like that. I've been able to kind of put that behind me in life. And, and I thank God for that. I've been able to just kind of put that aside. Many people have not. But here's... Rachel, I love what you said there. And here's why I love what you just said there. I think we forget at times the struggles that we've gone through in life and what we want to, and I'll put, I'll phrase it this way. And I want to get your thoughts around this. We've become this Instagram society where we're not posting who we really are or what we really do or what we really think. We're trying to create an image of what we want other people to think we are instead of being real. And that's what I love about you and what, what connected us was I felt the sense that you just kind of, you kind of went for it and said, this is who I am. This is what I strive to become. If this resonates with you, so be it. If it doesn't, I wish you all the best. I wish you all the best. And I feel like sometimes we're so busy growing a platform that we throw our principles out the window. I don't get that with you. And I would say that behind your back as I'm saying it to your face because I want to do that. But why is it that we're trying to set up these false kingdoms, so to speak? What have you noticed in, in, in developing your, your network and your platform and working with folks that are trying to do these same things? Why have we become a society that b continues to build houses of cards? So I look for the people who are very real, who are very authentic. You see me, I've turned on the video when we're crying and I'm like, listen, today was not a good day or, or I did not have a good experience last night. Those are the stories that I, I 
I gravitate to as an empath, right? So I feel everything. I, I want to see real life. And that's why I tell the stories people. You and I both know life is not unicorns and rainbows, right? It's just, this is not the way it goes. And I think it takes, first of all, it takes a lot of courage to be on social media to begin with because of the things that we deal with. And then it takes even more courage to spread kindness, spread love. It takes courage to be vulnerable. Take, and I applaud everybody's courage when I see them sharing their truth. I don't hide the fact that I have PTSD. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm trying yeah. to end the stigma with mental health. So those are the stories I gravitate to. You know, everybody's social media um, is very, very personal, right? It's their journey. Some people want to do it this way. Some, And I never judge anybody for how they want to do social media because there's a reason why they're doing it the way they want to do it yeah. and i teach i tell people like being a content creator is a huge form of art it is how we express ourselves so if people want to you know represent themselves one way or do the other way but we want to see who people really are and listen in some ways brian there's a whole other dark side to social media Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Other dark side. Um, you know, I have to, have had to beef up security. I mean, th we could let's yeah. talk about that side too. I mean, there's a whole other side to it. So, hey, everybody, Brian Sexton. Prices are going up by the day. We've got to find ways to increase our household revenue. Now, a couple ways you could do that is one, you could go and ask your boss for a raise, but if that doesn't work, I've got another way for you. It's my friend Joe Hart's program called Products for Profit. Joe's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourage podcast and told his story about how learning retail arbitrage changed his life, and he's been helping thousands of people change theirs. Now, retail arbitrage is simply this. It's taking a product and buying it and then reselling it online for a higher price, and you keep the profits. And guess what? Amazon and Walmart use third-party resellers every day to fulfill their customer orders. I want you to go to productsforprofit.com or productsforprofit.card.co. Get connected to Joe's team. Tell him you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast and start making money today with Products for Profit. And now let's get back to more great conversation on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And Rachel, forgive me for jumping in. I have never understood that because, again, why why would I be so deeply affected that I felt like taking a negative action from it? I I just if I I'm just that boggles my mind how someone can have that altered sense of reality that you would post something. And they go, well, now I want to cause harm to her. Like, to me, that is such a foreign concept. You know what it is? You're on social media. It's a keyboard warriors, right? People talk about them all. Yeah, exactly. If you, I, if you and I were standing at a cocktail party, right? And I always use this, I use this example. I always tell people, if you wouldn't say it in a cocktail party or a boardroom meeting, why would you even say it here? And social media is networking it's how somebody represents himself so if someone texts me and says hey what do you think of brian sexton i'm like he's great he's wonderful he's well, it's because we've not led with kindness rachel you you hit you are going so so plowing so deep and i love it 
it's because we've forgotten the basic human decency to lead with kindness. Like our parents told us when we were little kids, like be nice to people, be polite to people. And, and it's almost kind of like those four, those basic human principles have gone out the window. And I love what you talk about. You just said it there in a social setting. If I wouldn't say it directly to you and look you in the eye and say, Rachel, X. Right. <laughs> Why in the world would I say it over a keyboard? And I think what you're really hitting on, and forgive me if I'm drawing an assumption here, but I think what you're really hitting on is is what you talked about when we started this conversation is the lack of personal responsibility with everything that you say in post. How do you get folks when you're coaching them? How do you flip that mindset and encourage them intentionally to become more authentic? in their social media platforms to become a person that leads with kindness and leads with those basic human things that connect a lot more people and draw people in. And do you find that some people struggle with, with those things? You know, um, here's the thing. I went like you, my parents taught me this and it, it's huge to treat people the way you want to be treated and the whole golden rule. I think it's important for people look at what this world is going through right now. Yeah. Nobody, people's lives are so negative, Brian. Nobody wants to be around negativity. So I know a lot of my network has told me that they jump on social media to have fun, to have a break from the realities of their own life. You know, that they need that mental break. That's why some people jump on. They're like, you know, my life is hard. It's miserable. I'm dealing with a ton of stuff. Let me jump on here and scroll and take a mental break. So that's the other thing people need to be conscious of. What are you doing right now to protect people's mental health? You know, I had a psychologist on the show and he talked about it. He said mental health issues are up 800% in this country right now. 800 percent and he's he's and he said this is another part of our pandemic so how could anybody go out of their way to hurt another human being when this country is hurting so much right now yeah. absolutely i don't understand it i'll never understand it you know it's not listen do we all make mistakes flaws you hear me say it a million times i'm not perfect and make yeah. mistakes and i'm truly okay with that I'm a, I'm a human being i'm a real human being i can't even fathom hurting yeah and well here's rachel that i don't even know i, I don't get it i see exactly it i don't understand it I exactly understand. well here's here's what here's what i see and 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 i thank you for taking us there what I see in the, the reason that I, that I created the podcast two years ago, I was on LinkedIn and saw so much expertise and so little encouragement. It's because we've become a society of takers instead of becoming a society of givers. That's why I'm smiling. Yeah. And so, you know, because when you give encouragement, you're going to give a lot more. When you become an intentional encourager, you're going to give a lot more encouragement than what you take in. And what we have found on social media is it's more of us take, 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 take. Let's see how much engagement we can get. Take, oh, follow me here, share, follow, share, follow. It's taking in instead of giving. And, and, and it's almost like the inverse 
of how life really should be. And 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 I, I gotta just stay here because you're just you're you're dropping so many truth bombs in our conversation. And and really where where I, I cannot get away from it is the responsibility. What you said there is just it's impactful. It's so empowering. And and I don't see it. I want to weave that now into the responsibility of your story. Because you talk about your your LinkedIn headline is be inspired by your own story. So why is it at times that we want to tell someone else's story or a figment of a story instead of just taking the responsibility and saying, this is my story for better, for worse. This is my story and I own it instead of trying to weave in parts that are fiction instead of being based in fact. I think people are scared to show who they really are. I, I, I've had guests on my show for the last three years and they've, they've come on. It's really my show is about telling the story of the content creator, who they are. So people really truly know how to get to learn who they are. Whenever someone shares your story, people are like, whoa, I had no clue that this person has gone through this. That's why I wanted to do this podcast. You, you, you nailed it. Yeah, After 250 know, episodes, you nailed the purpose of this podcast. No one believes it. They don't. They don't know the story. That you would not, Brian. You would not believe how many assumptions are made by me. People will write me something DM. I'll wake up and there'll be a message saying, "Your life is great, wonderful, perfect." My answer is wrong, wrong, and wrong. And then I'll say to them, "Excuse me, do you know my story?" And they'll go, "No." And I said, well, I would love for you to take the time to learn that. So it's also getting people to not make assumptions about people on social media. You have no idea. Listen, I, I am very, very close to my network. It is a bond. Yeah. I, I love them so much. And so they, sh- you know, we share and they hear their stories. I take their, take the time to truly listen to them. That's one of the biggest, there's three huge mistakes people make on social media. They make assumptions. And you were talking, it's so funny that you just said this because this morning when I posted, I said that it is the selfless people that are going to succeed on this platform because like you, I know the important, that like, you know, I'm a huge supporter of people. It is yeah. people that selfless, selfish people are not going to succeed on social media. It's, it's just not going to happen. And when it comes to our space, meaning, you know, where you and I are, where we met, yeah. it is the giver. I look for the givers. That's who I want to meet. I want to look for those encouragers and I want to look for those givers. And then I want to reach out to them and say, hi, it's really lovely to, it's really, really lovely to meet you. I look for the self, selfless people. I look for the givers. I look for the kind hearts. I look for the people who are spreading love and positivity into this world. Those are the souls that I'm trying to find. And I look for them every single day. And here's the thing. And I love what you just said there, Rachel, because I'll get DM'd at, at times and they'll say, people will say, um, I can help you grow your podcast by 10 X, or I can get you this many YouTube likes or this many Instagram followers or this and, and it's almost kind of like, okay, but have you taken a listen mm-hmm. to my podcast? 
Have you listened to the conversation I've had with Rachel Beck? Have you listened to the conversation I've had with people? And, and, I, and I think we're so allured in life, and I love what you just said there, about we, we, we become a society, instead of looking for the givers and encouragers, and I love how you frame that, we're looking for people that can push us to the next level. We're looking for people like, okay, if I spend X amount of dollars, you're going to push me to this level. Because we seem to in life have wanted to, now all of a sudden, we see what other people have or we see what other people have done. And there becomes this, this almost like this spirit that gets in us like, okay, well, I want that. I don't care. Listen, I, I think that's why, and I believe that's why you and I gravitated together because we're not concerned with the number of followers that we have. It's great. It's wonderful. It's, it's a blessing. Yes. Now, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go, go get, take that ball and run with it. Go ahead. If you have a platform, okay, if you, if you no, it doesn't matter what social media you are. If you have a platform, the number one thing that you should be asking yourself every single morning is what value are you providing to them? And if you're not providing your value to your network, they're going to move on. People are, it, it is a symbiotic relationship. There is no like, this is the social media influencer and this is the, follow. no, it is a symbiotic relationship. Everybody is blended together. Every, what's missing is every human being on this planet is equal. Not one person is above another human being. And that is crucial for you and I to get across, right? Nobody is, it's just not the way it goes. So the question is when people have their network, what are you doing for them? It's not the opposite way. And I see yeah. people making this mistake every single day on social media. What are you doing for them? How are your how are you helping your network? If you can't answer the question, you need to ask yourself why I'm on social media. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. You know dreams are powerful pieces of intentional encouragement. We all have them. If you're a business owner, you've probably always dreamed of taking your sales to levels you've never seen before. I've got a guy that can help you with that. His name is Brad Norwood. My good buddy Brad has been on the Intentional Encourager podcast as a guest before, and he is a dream specialist. His company, Dream It Pro, offers incentive packages to travel to places such as the Masters, Kentucky Derby, the Super Bowl, even exotic places that you've always wanted to take your team, but you just didn't know how to do it. Brad's your guy. And oh, by the way, Brad's a certified bucket list coach, so he can help your team members achieve their personal dreams as well. I want you to go to www.dreamitpro.com and find out more or call him directly at 479-466-6907. And by the way, tell him you heard it on the Intentional Encourage podcast. Let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourage podcast. Well, and, and you just hit the nail on the head. And, and here's a couple of thoughts that I had around that. Everybody is equal. You're exactly right. But but in our society, we say, well, I want to have the following. I, I want to be LeBron James. I want to be this person. It's like, okay, well, there are a lot of things that you do way better than LeBron James does. LeBron James is incredibly gifted at basketball. 
yeah. incredibly gifted at basketball. But LeBron James probably has a financial advisor or several financial advisors because he's probably not real gifted at financial advising. He probably has other people that are way smarter than he is and more talented in other areas that he depends on. And I think we've, we've come to realize that talented people, here's what I've learned in the last several years. I want to get your thoughts around this. What I've learned is really ultra-talented, successful people know how to connect with other ultra-talented and successful people in different ways than their own gifts and in different areas of their own gifts. I think that's really what makes those ultra-successful people even more successful is they know who to connect with that knows more than they do. And that is really important. Listen, there are things I'll text my friends and go, I don't know how to do this, right? If I have like a tech question, if I have a tech question, that's not my area area of expertise. I will reach out and go, how do you do this? I, I've been working on this for hours. I need, I just did it yesterday because I was working on something. So that's important. And you're correct. So successful people learn from each other, talk to each other, like, how do I do this? We want to know the failures in life that people go through. We want to know, hey, you know, I just did this, and now congratulations, I made it to the top. No, and most people that I've interviewed that have me in life, they're like, Rach, I failed at this, or I made that mistake, and then, or I lost everything and had to start over. Those are the stories that people want to hear, that they want to hear in life. You know, no one makes it, also, nobody makes it, to the top and become successful without anybody's help. Yeah. It does not happen that way. Yeah. And so people are like, no, I did it on my own. I'm like, no, you did it. <laughs> like, that's what goes, <laughs> that, because that's what goes yeah. on. And I see people say it on social media, on, uh, like, on, no, no one does it on their own. Not one person does it on their own. They have people, and you know what? That's okay. It takes a tremendous amount of courage in life to ask for help. It doesn't make anybody less of a human being because we're saying, you know what, Brian, I need your help. Just like I did with you. I was sick with COVID and I was like, I had like 103 fever when I texted you that day. And I was like, Brian, listen, I, I can't do this today. Can't, yeah. Hey, can I move it? That's being an empathetic human being, right? It was like say, saying, Brian, listen, if you really need me to show up, I will to keep my honor and word because you were counting on me that day. But but no one does it. No one does it alone. And that's really important. I see people say, I did all all by myself. Well, everybody gets help. Yeah. Everybody gets help. And it's okay. And it takes strength. It takes courage. I tell my network all the time, I'm like, you need something. Reach out. This is an incredible community. Any field or thing that I want to know about, I reach out and go, okay, well, he's doing this. I was more concerned about you and, and your well-being than I was us recording a podcast because at the end of the day, if your health is compromised, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, it really doesn't matter. I mean, dead people can't record podcasts, and I'm not saying you were sick unto death, but it was more important to me that you were feeling better. Thank we you. could do this another time. But it's more it important. Was empathetic. It was empathetic of you. Well, but again, I, I don't understand why. And that should be. And I wrote this in my book, People Buy From People. People buy empathy because that's just a basic human decency thing. I've got to ask you in the few minutes that we have remaining in this part of, of our conversation. If I gave you the keys mm -hmm. to all social media 
And I said, Rachel Beck, you get Twitter, you get LinkedIn, you get Instagram, you get Facebook. You have total freedom to change anything and or a, a number of things. What would you do in changing social media? How would you change so it? So many things. So many things. I think this is that for part two. No, let, let, okay, right, let's take your top. Let's take your top three. Okay, let's let's just hit on the top three if that's okay. Yes, that social media has to be used in a positive light. That's the first thing that it needs. To be. Now, that doesn't mean because social media has so much power with things that are going wrong in the world. We need to see those stories. Those are really, and sometimes social media is the first one to share the story and say, look what's going on right now in this moment. We need that voice. There is, and you and I have the ability to speak for ourselves. No one else speaks for us, right? So that's one thing. Could we use social media in a more positive way? Is that possible? We know what's going on mental health-wise. What, what would it be if we could actually contribute and move? And listen, I'm, this is my disclosure. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. Right. Right? I'm just saying this through my experiences. What if we encourage people? What would happen? I took cognitive psychology. I minored in psych and gender studies. And... I, when I took the when I took cognitive psychology, a student raised his hand and we were talking about negativity and negative words. And what's really interesting, what the professor said was for one negative word you or I hear during the day, it takes 10 positive mm. comments to erase that one negative comment you and I hear during the day. So that's why I do what I do every day. You'll never ever hear me hear me write or say a negative comment on social media because i know what my network is facing going through the day they don't need to jump on social media and hear something negative so that's what it could we there's a lot of us that are out there on social media right now trying to spread love and kindness right and here's the issue the hate groups have a loud, loud voice, and it's huge. And we know, you and I both know that. Yeah. So there's a bunch of us coming together to make the kindness and love louder on social media. There is a bunch of us working on that, yeah. and we, yeah. we work very hard on it every single day. So that's something I would change. I believe in freedom of speech. I, you know, I, I love. I love this country so much. I have veterans in my family. I have military in my family. So this country is everything to me. So freedom of speech is really, really important. I also think it's crucial. I, I think it's, a, and it's not really a matter of one of our freedoms. It's a matter of, like you said, in the very beginning of the conversation, what happened to the filter from the brain to the mouth? Yeah. So, and listen, I've been on the receiving side of it. I think before I speak, now look, I'm a human being. If someone really upsets me, I'll, I'll walk away for a little bit, clear my head, clear my thoughts, come come back and have a discussion. I would love for people to think before they spoke social media because there are consequences. Yeah, People are watching. Younger generations are, are watching. What message are you putting out into this world? To that person in the younger generation who's going, 
oh wow da, 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 da. what message are you are you doing i'm very conscious about my my network is filled with people from the 20s um you know 18 all the way up to like 95. it is really really important to say what what are you doing you know for that the next generation that is coming up and then also ask yourself i always tell my network this 10 years from now are you going to be proud of the message that you are putting out on social mm -hmm. media boy that's that's so powerful and and again we've we we have forgotten to have productive discourse mm -hmm. in disagreement we have, we have still forgotten the basic decent human laws of respect where where we where we can disagree <laughs> but disagree civilly and disagree peacefully we Rachel this has been powerful conversation i want to give you just a minute to tell folks how they can connect with you find your content cuz you're going to want to find her content I'd be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity to tell folks how they can connect with you and get your resources. Um, they can find me on LinkedIn. They can just look up Rachel Beck. And here's the thing. Every day people get up and they make a choice. They make a choice of how they want to represent themselves. I mean, I'm just saying when it comes to social media, how they want to represent themselves on social media, how they want to represent themselves period in life so if someone's coming to me and people do this social media is why are we there networking people are looking for and it is phenomenal the business opportunities that happen when you build your network if someone comes to me and says what do you think of brian i'm like brian is respectful you need to hire him that's how it gets done yeah. It is networking on a whole other level. And we can talk about, you know what? I've had HR people on the show. They get a resume, resume from somebody. What do you think one of the first things they do? They go through people's social media and they, they research through social media now and see what, what is this person about? What kind of messages are they putting yeah. out in the world? Yeah. And that's the important thing for your audience to know. HR definitely goes to people's social media. They do. They really do. Folks, I'm telling you, if you liked part one of this conversation, you are going to want to stay tuned for part two. We're going to dive into Rachel's story. We're going to hear some of the things that she has gone through in her life that has made her the absolute rock star that she is. Rachel, I can't wait for part two of our conversation. Thank you for joining me on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Brian, thank you for having me and thank you so much for your kind words. My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Means. And of course, the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. If you're not subscribed to the Intentional Encourager podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss an exciting episode where you can get encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember, anyone, anywhere, at any time, any place can be an intentional encourager.